in a bit. There's a really cool thing. Like, it's uh, one of Louise's pals uses for working with kids, and her mum mum uh, got her like one of these things for her birthday. And it's basically it's a sandbox, right? And it's got all these little figures, and they're all like cartoon characters and stuff like that, and like fences and houses and stuff. And they're basically just giving all this stuff to then put into the sandbox and build like a little display, whatever they want. And then you can kind of analyze that through like asking them questions like, oh, mm. why is this here and all this. And it was really, really fucking interesting. And I did mine, and I noticed there was a lot of Pokemons in it. <laughs> and I basically built like a scene out of Pokemon, and I got questioned about it. And I thought, <laughs> well, no, I just made Pokemons. <laughs> that was my entire thoughts around it. But then she started asking just like, well, why is this bit smaller than this bit? And I was just like, well, I don't know. Cause I started giving answers, and she like totally analysed me in like the process that I made. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's really fucking cool. That's cool. That it did cool. relate to something that was just happening, but I'm now drunk. I just realised I'm definitely drunk. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We've got. He's uh, hit this last round, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Like can Sacify bring us home? Why? Bring us home with a fantastic tune, room. Right. I yeah, never sorry. said I what? Nothing. I never said I was deep by Jarvis Cocker. Cocker. I don't even know her. Thought that was coming. Yeah. Yes. What can I say? Jarvis Cocker. Famously, Joe Cocker's nephew. Absolutely, 100%. Uh-huh. Jarvis. Jarvis what? Okay, Jarvis Did you know that, something? although they're not related, Joe Cocker used to babysit Jarvis Cocker. Did he actually? Yep. Is this one of the things like the last time when I told... No, genuinely, I looked up the connection between them and apparently they did used to know each other and... I think Joe Cocker used to babysit Jarvis Cocker. I don't know if I'm going to fall for this or not. I, I, that doesn't sound believable. I was I was kind of hoping that I'd get you with the same joke again, Jim. Mm. I thought if I said famously Joe Cocker's nephew, you'd be like, "What, really?" And just like forget that I'd said that the last time. No, you didn't. No, you know, you, you no, I, that was. I remember that. Yeah. yeah okay. Nah, that's that's fine. Thank you for letting me remember something. Sort of kind of you. Joe Cocker was a family friend and even babysat Jarvis on occasion as a one or two year old. That's. Well, that's too young to be babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's the interesting connection. That, that's, that's very, very fucking interesting and very, very cool. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll look into that more for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. still so unsure. Where are you going? I had a beer. I need a beer too. Need a beer, Uh Why not? Yeah, genuinely. I looked this up after the Jarvis Joe Cocker Bullshit. thing. Bullshit. Bullshit. Oh, mate. Open your mind. Let things well, happen. Sure, <laughs> Cocker was born in Sheffield. Grown up in... Thank you. In intake area of the city. and intended city schools. Father Mark Cocker, a DJ and actor. I left the family and moved to Sydney when Cocker was seven. Had no contact with Cocker or his sister Saskia until Jarvis... Saskia Cocker, I don't even know her. Well, following their father's <laughs> departure, both brothers were brought up by their mother, Christine Connolly, who later became a Conservative councillor. Joe Cocker was a family friend and even babysat Jarvis. Oh my God, I know, what's, I know what's happened. I know what's happened. Joe Cocker was the actual father and their father left because... And then he came... Oh, <laughs> oh conspiracies, man. There we go. Oh, there and you go. When he was babysitting, it was actually just the real dad. I know. 
That Look even though I've read that, it. I still don't believe it. It's too weird. <laughs> I'm too drunk and tired to even process that. But there you go. Well, there, there we go. Well, there we are then. But anyway, as interesting and beautiful as that was, Diggle, it does not detract from the track. The track from the track. Fantastic. That's a good one. Okay, that'll do. Oh. Liam. What? Liam, take me to conversation land. Take you to conversation land. Okay. Well, <laughs> if. If there was ever a song that I could say really smooth and very cool about, yeah, it would be this track. My favourite thing, I, I'm going to have to start off with this though, my my because I, I, overall it's a fucking ace song, I absolutely love it. But my favourite part of it is the the, the subtle humour behind it, because it's essentially about a guy saying, "Look, if you wanted someone that you could have conversations with, I never promised that. I'm actually only here for a shag," mm. which is arguably misogynistic. Oh, no, it de- no, no, it depends. People have casual sex all the time. Yeah, and you said depends, and I said arguably, so that fits. No, I'm, say- I'm <laughs> saying, uh, I'm not including me in this, because I was never able to do it. Yeah. People have c- consensual, c- people have consensual casual sex all the time, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Yes. There's nothing wrong with being open about that either. Yes, however, when you use the words, I'm just looking for a willing receptacle that then <laughs> leads into the area of misogyny, which I think he's... And what I, but I just want to take issue. I don't think Jarvis Cocker is inherently... Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm getting to this. I'm getting to this. Right, there you go. Yeah. So it's arguably misogynistic. However, you juxtapose this with the eloquent lyricism that Jarvis Co- uh, Cocker brings on this track, and that's where the comedy comes from. So basically, he's talking about uh, not able to hold a conversation because he doesn't hold, uh, he doesn't know that much. Like he's, he's a bit thick, but then he's using lyrics like, "I am profoundly shallow. My lack of knowledge is vast. My horizons are narrow. My reality is shabby. I'm not looking for a relationship, just a willing receptacle." All those words don't fit with what he's actually trying to put across. Yeah, mm. which is where I find the comedy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that this is wrapped up in a nice little musical package. It just it sounds very, very good as a song. It says that oo is ace, but I don't think that's what I meant to say. Is there an oo in it? There is an oo. Remember is there that an oo? we were listening to it before we started? There is an oo, yes. Just before it, and then it stops, and then it yeah. comes back in again. The, the, the line, some girls just want to be your mum, is a very, very weird line. I don't have much to say on that, but I just, it's a bit weird. <laughs> uh, the brass instruments are a fucking nice change of pace from the strings that we're always banging about, banging on about. I really enjoyed the brass bit. Specifically... Uh, that final like repetition of I never said I was mm. I never said I was with a little kind of brass punch in there as well onto the final one uh, it's just it gives me chills it's good I love it good man good boy fun song yeah. alright well, I've got actually quite a lot to say about this so I'm going to hand over to Dougal first yeah I've got quite a lot to say as well actually summed up in a sentence but going on um, <laughs> but yeah I've got classic Cocker vibes come through with a nice jazzy background Sounds like the cloud from Rick and Morty. However, a wee mm-hmm. bit, yeah, yeah, a wee bit. However, Ali didn't like it, and this threw me for a bone because threw you for a bone. Yeah, I'll stick by that. Don't mean anything, but I'll stick by it. Threw you for a bone. Um, because then it got me thinking. She didn't know this was Jarvis Cocker. Mm-hmm. Did that, and, and she came through and went, "What? What is this?" Mm-hmm. And that made me think, "Huh." So I started to listen to it again, and I started to doubt if I liked it or not. Mm-hmm. And I do, I do like this song. 
But I think it's one of those that, like, it's Jarvis Cocker, man. Like, he's fucking awesome. Yeah. And it definitely made me reconsider how much I actually enjoyed the song. And I did, but then there's part of me that thinks it didn't do enough, like, how Pulp do it, for instance. Yeah. There's something just that's held back a bit. And it just, it it was really interesting, because if you listen to someone else saying something like that, Mm. and then you say, it's Jarvis Cocker, and she goes all right and you're like yeah oh what how do I know it just makes you recontextualize how you're listening to a song and what you're looking for mm-hmm. and in that moment it came from it's still a very good song and mm-hmm. I still really enjoy it but do I enjoy it as much after that I don't know I sort of started to listen to it in a different light mm-hmm. and thought and yeah totally recontextualized it mm-hmm. and yeah it's very good but it's not as much as I would have wanted from a song Having not, there have been no preconceptions about who's wrote it. Yeah, I would have wanted a wee bit, like sort of building up and pushing out, and there's sort of a yeah. lack of that almost comes through at some point. But mm. overall, don't get me wrong, it's got that cocker fucking vibe to it, as I say, and I really enjoy that. But that was just an interesting, totally threw me for a loop. Ah, threw me for a loop, not a bone. That's what we're saying. <laughs> there we go. Threw me for a bone. Yeah, well, it's well. quite interesting. I think we were mentioning that just after we switched off for one of the breaks. When you know who it is, I'm sure we spoke. We about didn't it talk about it today, but we have spoken about yeah. it in the past. My brain is all over the place because I was getting total deja vu as well right now. And we've had very similar conversations. We've done this quite a lot. Mm. Yeah, it's going to happen. But one of the phrases again, it didn't do enough for me. It's something that Dougal says quite a lot. Like I'm having this tune fucking day in day out, every, like mm-hmm. always. But then. There's just that, like sometimes you say it just doesn't do enough, and it's it's weird that you say that. Obviously, the whole idea of the like someone you love and care about, say who has a good music taste, saying something about a song, a song that you've already preconceived to be good because of who made it. All mm-hmm. that stuff was interesting, and I'm, and I'm fucking that is that is fascinating because that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll listen to something and you because of who did it, you think it's great, and then mm-hmm. like that reviewer guy you showed us that. Yeah. talked about uh, the Cage the Elephant album and he made loads of good points and now I feel like the album's lesser because he actually made really good points and I respect his opinion mm-hmm. that's not what I'm talking about but this whole idea of the song not doing enough for you is interesting because I don't know I don't think this song when it starts I, I personally and this is what I think when we started tuning about this is what it was all about mm-hmm. was getting into the nitty gritty of these things yeah. that we don't do it enough yeah. yeah. so let's do it with this song mm-hmm. let's not condensify it's uncondensify let's open yeah. the fucking box because it's, it's like <laughs> I don't think the song needs to do anymore but this is all, again all a personal mm-hmm. opinion As I don't think the song sets itself out to do anymore and you also have to think about it in relation to the album where yeah. it comes in mm-hmm. which is something we don't do that often on this because we're going through songs rather than listening to albums and then mm-hmm. picking out songs yeah which is which was also another really interesting and really exciting part of it when we first started but then with some of the songs it does that does matter particularly if they're not singles I don't know if this was ever a single of his album mm. or anything like that again we don't we don't do our research enough because we're all working we're all doing different things we don't have enough time mm. and we're lazy and we're arguably al- alcoholics yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to steal Jim Jeffries' line we're all arguably alcoholics but um you know, so we don't go as deep as we could, you know, because this isn't actually our job. This is just a fun yeah. thing. But yeah, like I, I just, 
I don't, I don't, I don't see where else the song could go that would make yeah. it any better. Because if it had a big yeah, no, sort of well, but this, this is, this is the thing that I'd like, like when I say it's not doing enough, I'm not necessarily speaking about getting that grandiose finale yeah. sort of mm. coming in. I just what it's doing. Uh-huh. I just think there's something lacking, and I'm not the person to tell you because I'm no. not the but guy it, who. Right, so let me finish. I'm not I was going to start who, before you come. Well, no, leave, no, so. no, but fuck off now. Uh, I'm not the guy who's <laughs> writing this song, and I think again, uh-huh. as I say, mm-hmm. it's a good song. But there was just even from like the first before Ali told me, it's not my favourite track of the week, mm-hmm. and it wasn't before. And I'm not slagging it off in any way. Mm-hmm. But there's just it's interesting because when I say there's, it's not doing enough. I'm not wanting that punch. I'm not wanting that like mad finale where there's everything going on. Mm. Just in what it's doing, they're just feels like almost there's just that little bit lacking and I don't know what it is I can't get into that but that's what I mean more than Mm. I want that big third act because you Mm. don't want that and in a song like this that doesn't it doesn't need it never needs it yeah but what I was going to say is I think when I because I've said this quite a lot as well uh, some of your tracks I think it was Spectre maybe but whenever I think I want something more there's always it's always that if I wrote this, this is what I would do. So I always know exactly what I would want from yeah, so, the song. Well, this is exactly what I was going to say. What would you... Well, I'm not saying improve the song, write a song better, but like, what do you imagine? Do or I, what do you know what it is you're lacking? Or is it just... Not a fucking not, clue at this point. I can barely remember the songs I'm going on about at the moment. But there is, like, even from the first time listening to it, there's always... I, and I can't, I don't feel like I'm the one to know what Mm. I think is lacking even like Mm -hmm. there's just something and I don't know it's probably just for my ears more than anything that there's just something more I want is it in the background is it like another Mm. element is it more jazzy solo sort of things Mm. running throughout it to just sort Mm. of build up more or something like that and create this wholesome sound that comes out at the end I don't know yeah and also sorry I didn't mean to be like no 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 no, no, what the fuck do you want from it like what you know I didn't. I didn't. It's not like I'm trying to rigorously defend it. Yeah. Even I have like. I'm just interested. Even I have like thoughts about it because I, I I did think about this because that that bit that I'm talking about that I love like the the I never said I was too, I never said I was too. that whole bit I feel like it could be punchier I feel like the drums oh, yeah. could come in slightly mm-hmm. harder Definitely. and I feel like after that it should have been there should be more percussion really. Yeah, well, it's, it's weird that you say that because even now I'm starting to think that I thought that when listening to it, but never wrote it. Never, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like I gave it a pass mm-hmm. a wee bit. But I think a lot of Jarvis Cocker's music, particularly solo stuff, well, yeah. no, not particularly solo stuff, like in Pulp, it was, they were an amazing fucking band with a very talented songwriter. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, him on his own, he's an exceptional songwriter. Yeah. But the music doesn't always back it up. And, yeah. and give it that fucking same energy that yeah and I'm, when I say pop I mean different class I haven't listened to all the other albums as <laughs> extensively but different class is a fucking yeah in well, a world of its own the whole point is it's all subjective and subjectively he loved how he put this out yeah but I think this song and I think this album which I call his when he's in his geography teacher mm-hmm. phase because he dresses like he's a geography teacher yeah on the album and like throughout all his live performances and around this time mm. that's the way I describe it but I think it's it's more of a it's almost more of a narrative it's more of a storytelling mm-hmm. thing that he's doing mm-hmm. and then it almost feels like the music is secondary to that yeah. I feel like he would be a very talented sort of novelist or something like that because the characters he creates in his songs mm-hmm. yes are fucking phenomenal like that girl from the uh, live bed show mm-hmm. 
from like she's she's not a real person she's never named but I know who she is mm-hmm. you know absolutely and, and the characters in Common People would be a Desert Island track mm-hmm. for me I know who these characters are and I've Disco always known them for me Disco to the, exactly the same thing he's mm-hmm. so good at creating these characters within songs mm-hmm. and I feel like perhaps to explain what Dugo might be feeling I don't want to speak for you but maybe it's the fact that it's more narrative more character driven songwriting yeah. and then the music sort of comes along after mm. but you're, yeah I think you're right I think I like if you could sum up what I want more of if you like what I want is the pulp of it all is that punch coming behind mm. the narrative mm-hmm. and the narrative like the story itself and the song is written phenomenally well we've said that time and time again and we'll yeah. continue to say it because we can't back up enough how much Jarvis Cocker is an yeah. insanely good songwriter yeah. but there's also this point where we're speak, we're doing a podcast about speaking about music mm-hmm. and treating that secondary is one thing but if it sort of starts to lack that's another thing Yeah, yeah. and that's maybe where I'm struggling to get totally on board mm-hmm. once I got told what's that all about that's yeah. where I sort of started to go mm-hmm. it's really interesting where one comment from yeah, someone can make you reconsider and reevaluate, and then make all of us sort of start to reevaluate our mm-hmm. connection with this song as well it's very, it was a very interesting chat that came out of that yeah, absolutely. this is why I said I had a lot to say anyway what have you got to say about it <laughs> well, I've said all, I've said a lot of things that I wanted to say but most of what I just what I'd say I just said is about the, the, the narrative nature of the songwriting Mm-hmm. Yeah. was mostly what I really wanted to talk about yeah. so I managed to talk about that I imagine right now so you know how we're we're kind of I think we're all kind of agreeing that the kind of pulp punch that we would want behind it mm. which is almost there because it, it's again very very stellar song I imagine it's there live I oh, imagine yeah. live this song's fucking phenomenal because it's got it's got all the like hallmarks of yeah. being a great song mm. and it's a I, I love it as an album track but I reckon live, this would be totally out of the park. Well, man, as well, Jarvis Cocker being live, it's like, it's mm-hmm. that thing we spoke about in the musical episode, if you like, because mm-hmm. we fucking droned on a bit for hours. Mm-hmm. Jarvis Cocker could pull his weight in a musical. He's a front man and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, well, that was fucking ace. Really enjoyed yeah. that. What, have cool. you got anything else to say yeah, about the track? Um, <laughs> no, I'll just read them. I didn't have much notes, to be honest, because I knew I'd have a lot to say. Geography teacher, fantastic lyricist, should write novels. Look up lyrics in capitals. Uh, creates so such I got a, you there. Creates such a fantastic, polished, yet not clinical sound. Because mm-hmm. I actually, I really like to try. I don't really have much of a problem with it. Mm-hmm. He's a safe pair of hands musically. Mm-hmm. I think because it's not obviously just him. It's obviously got a bunch of musicians helping him out and all that. And I think the the way it's assembled and created is good. Yeah. And it just it moves this moves the song along and it's not intrusive to it because I think there is this larger vision yeah. above yeah. it all love him and my final note is one word long and it's sexy yeah yeah. He is, yeah he is a sexy man the yeah. way he performs is so seductive even yeah. for a straight guy just listening to him sing even in that song well not this song but a lot of his songs have to do with like, relationships and sex and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing but he is actually just quite a sexual yeah performer yeah and um, I I have a theory Mm -hmm. about why he dresses like a geography teacher or did I don't know if he still does which is now now Jarvis Cocker please disprove me when you hear this which you will obviously is that we could cut this because it's it's just for you I reckon he got 
made so much mm-hmm. and I mean like so much could you imagine during the 90s like he would just 100% yeah. he would, no names nothing just like a conveyor belt <laughs> yeah I mean that's probably what this song's about probably yeah just, exactly and I, I think that he not that he's a, an unattractive man when he's wearing this sort of stuff but I think it's like because you see certain artists like front men especially like Alex Turner and I think Alex Turner modelled a lot of what he does off of Jarvis Cocker because oh, I can hear a yes. lot 100% yeah. Yeah, of yeah, Jarvis yeah. Cocker and yes. Alex Turner mm-hmm. there's a lot of that in there but I think again it's only opinion a theory but I think what they do is they try and change their look to make it look a bit out there or a bit weird mm-hmm. and then perhaps that's either it's, like, it's either one or two things it's either a blocking mechanism as if to say I'm not going to like make myself look attractive yeah as either to block it the Ben Glebe effect the Ben Glebe well, no that's the opposite no <laughs> it's, it's, it's either they're doing that to sort of you know block it kind of push it away because they've had bad experiences where they keep doing that or it's maybe a challenge aspect, aspect. it's like well if I shave my head if I wear this sort of clothes can I still do it there's a third option I'm going to give you the fact that they put on this like kind of like persona or like the, the, the look that they've got so that in real life they can just go about looking normal well that might be it as well yeah but I think it, I think it comes with age I think Jarvis Cocker's you know I could also came be. on a bit and but it's so specific but he I think personally I think the whole geography teacher if you like lecturing sort of look I think he rocks it I think oh, it 100%. Well, of course he does fantastic well, well, makes maybe, it more sexy and I think yeah I think he just he, likes it I think he really just he pulls it off and yeah in, and, and if I like Jarvis Cocker live Mm-hmm. Man, you were there when Pop played before Foo Fighters as well yeah. at Team the Park. Him coming out, getting the last ever edition in News of the World, wiping it on his arse, chucking it into the crowd, and then starting. Mm-hmm. I will never forget. Actually, and I used carrying on just that. Whole, I can't remember if I saw Jarvis Cocker or not. That, that's not. But fair. I don't know who would have clashed. Whole set was just phenomenal. Yeah, I can't remember who. And was... that was that came from me who knew Disco Two Thousand and Common People. To me, going, I'm going to listen to everything they've ever done now. It's good, you should. But yeah. Um, so oh, 2013. Right, let's wrap this up because I really need, to, really need to pee. Right. So after that prolonged conversation, uh, I'm going to go for Fabian Del Sol for mine. What were the two again? Give me a sec. So we have Sharon Burnett and then Josh Holm, Fabian Del Sol, and Jarvis Cocker. I'm going to have to go go for Josh Holmey. Right, I went for Jarvis Cocker. Oh, we've got a three-way tie, and it's authentic this time. How did we do this the first time? Draw straws, I know. Right, okay. Right. Uh... Right, okay. Who would vote for their own? Me. I would vote for my own. I would also vote for my own. (laughs) Okay, that didn't work. Okay, no, I won't. I'll vote for Cocker, then. Yeah. I think it's two to Cocker. Yeah. Because I like mine, but it's not as good as Jarvis Cocker. Cool. Well, there we go. There you go. Done. So we have three tunes to. Oh, don't know. So this week we have three tunes to choose from. We have Turin Breaks with Black Rabbit, Anna Calvi with Don't Beat the Girl Out of My Boy, and Jarvis Cocker with I Never Said It Was Deep. I think the most interesting and just the vocal solo so sells me on Anna Calvi. I'm going for Anna Calvi. I mean, I've had Jarvis Cocker on for like on repeat for about a, a month and a bit now, so it's going to be Jarvis Cocker. Right. This is, this is weird because you could vote for your own yeah but I love fucking Jarvis Cocker so much nah I vote for my own one fuck it give myself another one <laughs> sweet 
Two wins and a shite bag. Two wins in a row, absolute shite bag. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck. So the winner this week was Alana Calvi with Don't Beat the Girl Out of My Boy. Uh, fantastic track. If you're going to look up some albums, I think the Jarvis Cocker album's obviously a good recommendation. Oh, don't know name? what it's called. Oh, fuck, it's got a great name. But as much as I had this whole sort of discussion about how good it was and all that, it's still a phenomenal tune and deserves every bit of praise. Further complications. Yep. Also, I did see Jarvis Cocker because it was in between My Chemical Romance and Food Yeah, Rivers. on the same stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was it was the day before that I missed Slash for Friendly Fires. That was that was my big uh, oops moment. Yeah. Big oops. Big oops. Big oops. Big, oops. big, big orps. Um right. <laughs> no, it's sorry, big orps. Big orps. <laughs> big oops, big orps. Well this has been good. Yeah. Uh, our very concise episode until our very concisified episode until the last song yeah. when we went off on one which is good because that'll bulk up the episode a bit <laughs> absolutely <laughs> 25 minutes before that yeah no uh, it was like 25 and then 17 now we're at 42 nice shit nice giving well, yourself a job shit off well, it's, it's not as bad as 3 hours that's what an hour and yeah. 20 minutes or something yeah it's not bad solid no we could um, do this again just pick one song that we want to talk about so I like that though Thank you very much for listening to our podcast. I hope that we've given you some thoughts about some of the things. I feel like today we did quite a good job at the music chatting, especially in the latter half of the episode. Aye, Liam, anything to say to the folks? Uh, yeah, can you just... Uh, well, you know what? Like We've not been concise in the last like however many minutes, so can you... Like and subscribe. Thank you for listening. Not doing that. Dougal. I've been Dougal. So I say that again. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I've been Dougal. <laughs> Fuck off, Kieran. You've not been Dougal. <laughs> Fuck off, Sven. Who does he think he is? Sven, I think. (laughs) I've been helping my partner murder children. I've been not doing the same, but also Liam. And Dougal. Right, let's try that one. (laughs) Um, So, uh, thanks for listening. I'm Dougal. I was Liam, but now I am not. I've ascended. I I will be back in a thousand years. With yet more (laughs) bad jokes. I'm Jim. And I'll always be Jim. Have you never not been? Before I was born, yeah. Right, let's cut that there. The <laughs> <laughs> impish. Are you going to pish? Yep. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn it. Cross streams. I'm going to pish you the letterbox. Someone has to. Well, you need to walk into that the next day. <sighs> you make so many good points. <laughs> Ow. Door. Elbow. That was ace. That was really good. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. That was a good one. Yeah. Oh. So Dougal's wrong. <laughs> no, he's not. No, wrong. I know, I know. Should I boot? Skish, skish, belush, motherfuckers. <laughs>